Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America Wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. And welcome back everybody. Bob Stoffer joining you from Buffalo, the home of the 2016 NHL Draft. That was the year that the Edmonton Oilers got Yessa Pulley fourth overall well I don't think it maybe went quite the way everybody thought it was going to go to early but it's starting to shape up like it's going to go pretty well for the Bison King and if ever he's going to be a place where the Bison King's going to have a good game it would be in Buffalo against the Sabres wouldn't it this wait a sec he's had a bunch of good games already this is Oilers now it's brought to you by Digitex Digitex Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software second hour of the show for the horses and horse racing Alberta Mark Spector and longtime uh, Buffalo uh, goaltender current Sabres analyst Martin Biron will join us in this hour as well. Oilers Now, brought to you by Digitex. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. We will tell you the guests on our show received certificates to Japanese Village. Try the legendary Wagyu steak cooked right before your eyes. Reserve now at jvedmonton.ca. To the River Cree Resort and Casino hotline, the River Cree Resort and Casino excitement. Bet on it for the horses in horse racing Alberta. The 7,000 men and women employed in the horse racing and breeding industry. Uh, of course, uh, the... Standard bread start December the 4th out at Century Mile. Here's Mark Spector. Hey, Spec, how are you doing? Now, good, Bobby. Um, has I have should have checked this before I asked you. Has Jesse Poyarvi played a game in Buffalo yet? He must have. Oh, I'm sure he has. But that was prior to being known as the Bison King, so it probably doesn't count. This is the first yes. time he returns as king of that city, correct? <laughs> it's quite it is like we're gonna go to the officiating in a second here from last night and the frustration and the various perspectives that were out there spec but it is quite the story with Pulley Harvey. I mean uh, he, he is the fans love this guy uh, he's he is a productive player right now he's that better than a point per game through the orders like he's playing like a first line player and and the irony is, I'm not even sure if he's, like, he's still got room to grow. It's quite, when you think about everything that's gone on here, it's the fact that he was supposed to, you know, was it going to be Pauly Arby or Line that went second? And Line ended up going second, and then uh, we all know Dubois went third to, to Columbus, and the Finnish general manager with the Finnish head scout passed on Pauly Arby. The orders got Pauly Arby at four. It went sideways in Edmonton the first round. It looked like he didn't want to play here. Then the agency gets purchased by Connor McDavid's agency. Now he's playing on Connor McDavid's line. He earned his way to play on that line based on, you know, going to Lynette, working the corners, backtracking. 
And then he's involved in a photo with a bison and becomes like an Edmonton icon. <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind of like when you think about everything that's gone on, it's just, it's such a feel good story, but it's also, you know what I mean, Mark? I mean, this is a, this is what a guy like you lives for stories like this. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's good copy. There's no doubt. And, you know, when I think of Poliarvi, I think what we have to do is look at his big picture and realize that that stuff comes slowly for him, right? His entry to the NHL didn't happen right away. It took a while, and now he's well on his way. Uh, the ability He got thrust here up on the first line. Like, I'll be honest with you, a player of his inexperience probably shouldn't be your best right winger, but he is. But he's, he's still very inexperienced, and I think he's got – you know, his M.O. is give him a little time. And I think, you know, trying to learn to play with McDavid, we saw two instances in the game last night. He went offside on one. They showed Connor on the bench talking to him, explaining what's, you know, whatever he was saying to him. And we all know, Bob, it's hard to play with superstars. Everybody will tell you that. And, yes, he's going to learn. But I think you got to give him a bunch of more time here. Like, if he's this good today, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Where is he going to be in two years? Where is he going to be in two years once – was a one-time early in the game last night he wasn't ready for. Remember? He, he, yeah. he whiffed on it because he yeah. wasn't ready because McDavid operates at such a level, it was a short pass and a hard pass, a really tough one-timer. It didn't come from far away, and it was really moving, and he just wasn't ready, and he whiffed on it. He'll be ready for that pass one day soon, and those passes are going to end up in the net a lot more than they do today. Well, he also, in fairness to him, after the offside, he made a one-touch pass on the McDavid breakaway that was off yeah, the charts. Play. Like, they like came sure. up to him right up the middle, boom, one-touched it, freed up yep. McDavid. I mean, so he, he's completely capable of making plays. It's just, yeah, and, no question. It's, the physical it's game exciting. is there already. It's the mental game that'll come there. It's, it's getting well, there, Bob, but it's still coming yeah. down the tracks. There's lots more to come. Lots more. Oh, I mean, I'll ask you a point-blank question. Would you rather have Liney, Dubois, or Paul Yarby at this stage? Well, that's a good. Dubois is a pretty good player. Um, yeah. You know what? It's hard to. That's a tough question because you're still looking at a lot of potential for Paul Yarby, whereas the real stuff has arrived already. I'll tell you, Liney worries me a little. Uh, Liney worries me a little, but Dubois is a good player. So. Second half last year, Spec. Second half last year, Poliarvi was better. Dubois struggled in, in Winnipeg in his first year. He did that trade. Brand, he brand struck- new team, brand new trade. He's sure. You know. Anyway, listen, they're good players, and let's see. Like, let this is the debate that we love to have over drafts. It was the old Taylor Tyler thing, right? You know, that went back and forth and waffled back and forth, and, and it to some degree still does. And, and so, too, will the Jesse Pugliarvi draft. All right, got to tell a story. I don't like doing this. I'm not going to say the hotel we're at, but let's just say it's adjacent to a practice facility here in Buffalo. Okay? So Cam Wood and me are riding up the elevator, and, you know, we're in our sports coats or whatever, coming back, back for practice, dipped in, had a little bit of – I know you've been at the place, 716. They've renamed it and everything uh, adjacent to the building here. And a couple of the, the hockey parents go, oh, are you guys with the hockey team? And we go, well, sort of. And, we're, you know, we're, we're, we're the broadcasters. Uh, and they go, oh, you must do Edmonton's game. How lucky are you guys? You get to do McDavid. And I, I said to the one guy, I go, well, and, and dry settle. And he just goes, oh, dry settle. <laughs> 
and we took Reinhardt. What were we thinking? <laughs> you know, like, and he, there we go. the guy was like, and I and, and I looked at Cam and I go, well, he was in the Western League and I went to a ton of WHL games that year. We both could have told you it was going to be dry settle over Reinhardt. So, well, the, and was, of course, as everybody knows, Buffalo had drafted several European players in, with their first round picks. I think four in a row. Five, uh, in the, five in the previous three years. Tim Murray comes to town, like. You know, they yeah. drafted guys like Zadorov and, and uh, you know, so anyways, I think Nylander maybe uh, was in that. I think uh, Nylander, yeah. To, the one they traded to Chicago. Uh, was Gergensen one of them? Who, sorry? Was, Gergensen's wasn't one of them, was he? Yeah, no, he was one. Yeah, he was one. I think one. he was Good one, too. A whole bunch of euros, and basically they looked at that draft and they looked at, at Drysaddle's passport and said, we're not picking them. That's all they did. Right, they looked at his passport. They said, "We're not picking him." And Drysaddle falls to Edmonton, and you know the rest is just. You talk about players you'd rather have: Sam Reinhardt or or Leon Drysaddle. I mean, that's that's uh, there's a hundred out of a hundred votes on that one. Well, I mean, uh, you know, Leon's. Uh, you know, the ESPN guys were in town today, and we're talking about it. Just, he, it's almost like he's underrated, Mark. Like there's so much focus on McDavid, right? Yeah. Except. There's Dreisaitl leading the league in goals and leading the league in points. Now, I think some of that happens when Edmonton plays. So here's my theory, Mark, and then we'll get to the officiating. When Edmonton plays McDavid and Dreisaitl on separate lines, they've got two of the top 12 lines in the NHL. Okay? So pick your poison. They got two of the best lines in the entire league when those guys are on separate lines. And so most teams can assign a good forward line and a shutdown pairing against one line. But it's challenging to have that second. Like, Edmonton had to import that second pairing. You know, they, they get Keith and CC coming in, and those guys have played 1,750 NHL games. And I think we've all seen the orders are a little bit different team. But that pairing doesn't get rattled the way some other pairings in the past have gotten rattled from inexperience. Yeah. But pick your poison. Like, you got to pick your poison against McDavid and Drysaddle when they split those guys up. Oh, no doubt. And that's, you know, and I see, you see what Dave Tippett is doing. He's, he's been back and forth. We've only played 12 games. He's already been all over the map with together apart, apart together. And he's really building a lineup that can just seamlessly jump back and forth mid game, right? He's building, we're only 12 games in and he's already got his top six forwards. They realize, okay, we're, we're going one way or the other and we're comfortable with both. And now it's up to the coach to just assign his players, you know, to work the bench properly. And Tippett's a veteran. I'm sure he'll do so. So it is, Bob. It's what makes me kind of laugh at ourselves, you and I, and the rest of our media buddies, is we all said and talked when they got Hyman about, okay, this is it. They got Hyman. Now they can play McDavid and Drysaddle on separate lines all the time. And, in fact, Hyman has allowed them to do that, but he's also such a good player. When those two play together, he makes your second line way more viable. He's really allowed them to play together as much as he's allowed them to play apart, hasn't he? Oh, he's only got eight goals in 12 games, Peck. And he's <laughs> missed about four sitters. He's wow. a good player. He drives he's play, a, no question. All right, last last night, night, Mark. He walked through Debrusque. He walked through the defense and backhands. Walked through. Like, he just bored his way to the net. He's not that big a guy that he's supposed to be able to do that, but that was just an impressive goal. All right, let's talk a bit about the officiating in last night's game. I'd just like to get your take because it was a hot topic on Twitter. What did you see? Well, they missed the the 
four-board trip. I mean, you can't. That's the old, that's like the reverse can opener. McDavid wasn't in front of him. McDavid was, you know, he went in through the back of McDavid's leg, but he had a stick between his feet, and McDavid tripped in his feet. That's a penalty 365 days a year in every game you play. The only thing I'd say on that play, I watched it on the replay a few times. For some reason, there wasn't a ref down there. There wasn't a deep referee in position, and I don't know why, and I wasn't at the game. But all I could say is that there wasn't a referee, like there wasn't a guy in the corner where he usually is, where he would have seen that play. So surely someone didn't look at that and judge it to be legal. All I can think of is someone's out of position and didn't see it because we're not here to question whether that's a penalty. You jam your stick between a guy's feet and he trips on it. That's always a penalty, every time, every player. Here's my frustration, Mark, and I was agitated and I, it's a loser's lament to blame the officiating. The Oilers won the game and they're 10-2 and two on the season. What I've noticed is when Edmonton gets a couple power plays and scores and gains a, an upper hand in the game, uh, they don't seem to get a lot of calls. And they got a guy who should be getting more calls. We know the playoff record. No power plays courtesy of calls against McDavid last eight playoff games. Um but it started early last night, like a 50-50 battle between uh, Dreisaitl and Marshawn and Edmonton's in the box. And I'm like, okay, well, if that's going to be the standard, fine. Except that yeah. wasn't the rest of the that's way. What, well, that's what Tippett said. And, and part of me wants to say this. That was a crappy call. Uh, you know, Marshawn did a little pirouette and fell. And, and Dreisaitl got the penalty. And that was a bad call. There's no doubt. But I guess I'd say this to you, Bob. If you make a bad call in the first two shifts of a game, are you supposed to make bad calls the rest of the way? Like, I'm not defending the refs. What I'm saying is they go to the room, no. they look at the goal, they go, oh, my God, we, we sure got that call wrong. I made a mistake. Are they supposed to make mistakes the rest of the game? I don't think so, right? He screwed it up. It's yeah. a bad call. I don't think that Do should think... dictate how the game goes. All right, so Connor spoke uh, at least once, sort of half a bit on his second time in the at the start of the season. John Tortorella inferred last night that Connor should quote unquote shut up about the officiating. Yeah. Uh, which I, I, and I, here's the thing. We want people like John Tortorella. When guys are on as analysts, you've worked on the panel before. I'm on the panel. I'm going to speak my mind. And you're not always going to agree with everything I have to say. I did find it a little bit interesting. You said that, you know, five on five game, we can shut McDavid down. Well, except John Tortorella in, in Columbus, because. They, the Oilers scorched them in Columbus the last six times they played them. They've just destroyed them for fun. McDavid, 14 points plus nine in those six games. Edmonton outscoring Columbus 26 to 12. Uh, but I don't know if shutting up's the right thing to do. I think you do, like, it doesn't seem to me, and based on, and this is an Edmonton show, Mark, but it does seem as though it's almost like, you know, Oh, McDavid's just got to play through it, damn it. That's how hockey's played. It's played so third and fourth line guys can survive too until the hell is skill, and that's just the way it's going to be. And that's the way it's always been, and that we're all from Peterborough, and that's how we do things. Like, that's, I, I kind of get that sense sometimes, Mark, that that's the attitude. You know what I mean? That it's yeah, pervasive in the game. Well, I think you're right. It's time. The, the game is changing in a myriad of ways. It's so much, frankly, better now. 
you know, we do make, there are a lot of things they call lacrosse checking, let's say, and, and the slash on the hands and, and hooking and holding and interference, all of that stuff is evolved, right? The individual penalties that way, Bob, um, have, have so evolved from the days of the mad trapper, Jacques Lemaire, whose entire game plan was, was constituted. It, it only worked if you could hook and hold guys in the neutral zone. If you couldn't hook and hold guys in the neutral zone, you couldn't play that trap. So my point is, we have evolved and we have gone to a better place. So why do we sit there and say that that's just the way it is with playoff refereeing? Well, let's evolve that too. You know, no one's, no one's saying, I don't want seven power plays a night either. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. But we do. We, hockey's stuck in that rut. Hockey's stuck in that. You are the man the to lead this. Okay. Given, given your relationship with the officials, you've known lots of them over the years. You are the man to lead this charge, Mark Spector. You can make this happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, maybe I can. Hey, eh? uh, <laughs> I'll tell you what. Uh, first of all, torts. I mean, come on. I want to say this for McDavid. I don't see where McDavid's saying anything about the referees until us media guys ask him. And even then, I can tell you the quotes are lousy, and he tries to end that question as fast as he can. He's not. I don't know what torts is listening to. Right? I don't hear. Do you hear McDavid complaining about the referee? No. We no. ask him sometimes, and it's a, like I say, it's a short, crappy answer. He does everything he can not to talk about the officials, as far as I can tell. Mark, he wouldn't say crap if his mouth was full of it. You know that. <laughs> right? Yeah, no, no. It's So I'm not sure where Torch is coming from there, but... I do, you know. Listen, there's, there, the numbers are there. We're in, an, we live in an analytics world now in hockey, and and when you tell me that he's ranked, I believe going to the game last night, he was 33rd in penalties drawn in the league. So that's a that's a huge red flag. He doesn't have to be first, but I would suggest Connor McDavid should probably be top 10 most of the time, wouldn't you? Yes. <laughs> you know, 33rd. Like, come you look on, at the man. Ahead of him, right. The names ahead of them are it's those guys barely have the puck half of them. So who did who did uh, uh, who did Maddie mention yesterday? The guy that was in Washington, bit player, uh, AHL tough guy. He's got more penalties. I forget who right. the player was. Somebody will yeah. remind us. No, just go to natural stat trick and look up penalties drawn, and it's a joke. He's like I say, I looked it up last night, and McDavid was thirty third. So that's just there is an issue there. There's no doubt, and and some I don't know how we deal with it. You know, I'm not sure. But 
it's a topic. I hate writing it because I'm an Edmonton guy. So I'll, I'm here to confess to all the listeners, I hate coming out and saying the team I covered needs better refereeing. But I'm starting to see it from all corners of the hockey world now, and it's probably time to, to get on that bandwagon. Huh? All right. Two more quick hitters uh, for you. Nothing to do with the NHL. Tonight, Commonwealth Stadium. Big yeah. night. Big night for Team Canada and Alfonso Davies. Big crowd. Yeah. It's going to be oh, good, Mark. You... It's going to be great. Uh, you know, we've never, like, we've all grown up in a world where our, our national football team, soccer teams are terrible. Like, our men's team's been not very good forever. And, frankly, hiring coach after coach after coach after coach. Our women's team got very good. We enjoyed it. They came here. They played in front of 50,000. We've got Christine Sinclair. We've got homegrown talent. We're good at the women's game. We've never had a men's team that's got this core of guys. There's a bunch of guys here that can play. And Alfonso Davies, imagine, he's an Edmontonian, you know, raised, came here when he was five, Bob. Right? Played free footy, for Pete's sakes. Got a bike and a soccer ball at Sports Central. Like, oh, that's what happens in Edmonton for little kids. And here he is, right? He's the best player on our country. Our team's got more than just a chance. It's a good team now. I think it can make the World Cup in 2022, and it's going to be in it in 2026. And holy cow, we've always had teams in other sports, but I'm 55 years old, and I can't remember a Canadian men's soccer team that was any good, and we got well, one I'm now. excited about it. It's great watching Alfonso play for Bayern Munich. They're one of the best sides on the planet. I know that oh, the uh, yeah. German players were giving it to him a bit about uh, Canada. Uh, and, and just the irony of Alfonso being from Edmonton, playing in Germany, and the Oilers having a kid from Cologne, that's the best German player on the planet, and <laughs> playing for traditional minnow internationally in hockey. Oh, it's got so many stories. So I that's, know, a, that's really a great crazy, story yeah. of Conwell spec. Uh, out of sight, out of mind for the Edmonton Elks? Yeah, yeah, out of sight. Out of, listen, it's, it's a demand-driven world, Bob. And the eyes of the Edmonton sports fan, uh, they are free to go where they choose. And the Oilers are 10-2. and two. And this soccer team is exciting as all heck and winning games and third in their pool and hopefully moving up from there. And the Elks are last place team that had never won a game at home all year. So I don't blame the fans. I don't blame the media. I don't blame anybody. It's a, it's, it's a results-driven world, and they don't have any results, Bob. Speck, we'll talk to you on Tuesday. All right, Bobby, have a great time in Buffalo. <laughs> That's all right. We will try to for the next five hours that we're here. It is 126 in Edmonton. We'll take a quick timeout. You're listening to Oilers now. It is 127 in Edmonton. You already know that cars cost less than Wetaskiwin. But did you know that Brent Ridge Ford and Wetaskiwin are 10-time Presence Award winners for customer satisfaction? What does that mean? It means treating people fairly, fully transparent negotiations, and making sure advertised prices include all accessories, fees, and taxes, with the exception of GST. If those attributes are important to you, phone our friends Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, and the gang at Brent Ridge Ford, 1-877-477-3673, or visit BrentRidge.com for more details. Of course, you can text us on our Ashley Fine Floors text line. At 780-496-0063, get the new floors you've always wanted with Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, open Monday to Saturday. All right, back into the text line we go. And uh, everybody's got an opinion on the officiating. No question about it. There was a couple that uh, 
made me laugh. Uh, this one goes, so why in the world, at a time in which we've got so many statistics, is somebody not tracking uh, the missed penalties on players and seeing who would rank up as the top person with the missed calls? Well, that's that's easy. Well, I guess if they do miss shots, could they do miss penalties? It's a judgment call in that situation. And that would be their a way to get around that. Another texter says, Stafford Inspector Hockey will always be stuck in a rut until the league decides it needs to get serious. You need a season-long crackdown. 82 games, yes, all season, every game, 10 to 15 power plays. They kind of did that. No 506 coming out of the lockout. Tons of five on three goals. When we come back, the Buffalo story. Martin Buron, when we return on Oilers Now after a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.